Goes to the back of the end zone, and it is all your latest sports news and commentary, you're listening to the TNT Podcast with your hosts, Tyler Layfield and Torres Finney. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host, Torres Finney. What's going on, Torres? What's up, Tyler? What's going on, baby? Hey, another day, another dollar. Um, you know, just getting ready to keep training, man. We are... Uh, uh, two weeks from fight week, so I'm ready to go, man. Just keep training. Oh yeah, I was able to uh, to sneak a peek at uh, this guy's um, like one of his one of his last fights. I was trying to like you know search YouTube, look at. It. I think the late the last one that was posted it was it was still a couple years ago. I think um, from this uh, this opponent that you got coming up, and man, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I, I think we're looking pretty good, Tori. <laughs> Torres, I'm not, I'm not trying to crack on the dude too hard, but oh, man. But uh, so basically, I mean, my my uh, agent he gets me all the latest film, so I do have all the latest film of his upcome of his past fight. He has gotten a little bit better, but he don't train consistently, so that's one of his uh, negations. But well, uh, uh, I mean, hey, he's he's still bigger than me. He's a heavyweight. Uh, I look at that uh, as a big factor. Um, Reason why I'm fighting that heavyweight is because it's been hard for me to find an opponent. So, uh, um, you know, right now I will be fighting that heavyweight in this uh, upcoming fight, but I have no problem. Uh, I'm excited for this matchup, and I can't wait. Uh, I am. I'm actually really excited. I am. I'm pumped to finally go ahead and get back in the cage. That's what a lot of people. Yeah, do. Man, it feels like it's it's been too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, and I have to remember that, like, a, like for MMA fighters, fighting three three times a year is is the norm. This is the norm, but uh, I just want to keep, I just want to yeah. be in there, but you have to take time in between to get better. And I think that's what you're going to be able to see in this upcoming fight. Uh, the progression of my skill rather than, uh, you know, sometimes when so many, when some guys fight consistently so much, they never take the time to go away and get better. Um, and I think I've taken, taken that time since February. So you'll see a much better and polished fighter uh, of Therese Finney, but I, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Well, um, to, to dive into things for this show, we had some some fireworks go on uh, early this past week. We saw some uh, some stuff going on. We, it looks like we got some talking material for some college football, and I never thought I'd be saying that here in May. You know, uh, maybe a little bit, but man, um, some big things went down. There was it was late one night last week. Uh, it went by while Coach Saban, Coach Nick Saban, was at a booster event, I believe it was, where he was kind of doing a little talk show. And he started diving into some uh, NIL uh, discussion. And needless to say, the media took this and ran with it. And the dude wasn't lying um, and, and his stuff, really. You know, at least from what we understand, it doesn't seem like it was lies. People got their feelings hurt. Um, but from then on, one of the people he called out was – Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. He really didn't even say Jimbo Fisher. He just talked about A&M. Well, Jimbo brought it upon himself the next day to follow up uh, with a response where he just – he went in. He went in on Nick Saban, dude. A lot of stuff came out. Torres, I know you definitely listened into this. You know I did. I had to. Man, what, what, what were your immediate – what was your immediate reaction uh, uh, from, from this whole conflict? You know, the thing is, you know, there's not much opportunity. I have time to always like look at a lot of different things on social media or look at a lot of different things in the news because I'm always training. But man, when I saw this stuff about saving and Jimbo, I dove into it, man. I had to, I had to dive into this a little bit. And I, what I see is 
All right, so and we, we and me and some you know me and Kiever and uh, Logan and Tim, we had we had a little bit. shout out to Kiever, shout out to Kiever getting engaged this past weekend, right? Oh, that's right, that's right. He's engaged. Oh, Rascal's witch. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but man, being straight up and being honest, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm like, man, I, I I'm trying to understand the thing behind like Nick Saban. So I'm hearing both sides. And I can see Nick Saban. It is going to be hard to be able to sustain that type of thing where you have to consistently basically be the highest bidder for players, uh, recruiting them out of high school, and you have to do this year in and year out to basically get the best players while your rival school can sometimes offer more money or they're in a better place or they're in a better state, you know. And and some things started to come up, and, and this this didn't make sense. So I'm starting to sit here and think about stuff like this. You know, Saban, Saban is crying about this a little bit. And you say, Nick. Be careful how you be careful how you word this, Torres. You're gonna hurt some people's feelings if you say you say Saban crying now. Hey, look, look, look. he was crying. I don't care no look, I don't care how the bell fat. He I, I, was, I was catching those vibes a little bit too. It seemed somebody it seemed he was a little upset about how things what? are going. And I'm upset too because this dude apparently. So apparently, how it all stemmed from the, apparently a, a recruit who has long been thought. I, I can't tell you who. I mean, if, I, if we talk to Kobe or Jacob, they'd probably be able to tell us. But a, a recruit that has long been thought to be a Alabama lean, all of a sudden has brought up, "Hey, this is what A and M is giving me. Can you match it?" And I think that that kind of uh, it, it, it it popped a string, you know, on, on Nick Saban. He didn't really like the sound of that. He's used to the things, the way things have been going, the being the king of recruiting, you know. Um, and this is kind of new to him. It sounds like this is something that he was a little upset about. That's the vibe I was getting. So I'm kind of right there with you. I was. I agree with you, Tyler. I think he did get upset. I think he did get a little uh, angry, mainly because. For one, see, I feel like this, and from some of, like, me being in college, me seeing it firsthand of how things actually are done, I have no doubt in my mind, no doubt, that Alabama has already been paying players, not necessarily their money, Everybody. but they, they have been helping out players already financially way before NIL deals were ever created. So as much as he wanted to deny it, and that's the thing. Jimbo Fisher came out and said, I've already seen how Alabama been doing this. All right. I've seen how Alabama has been doing this. And he said, I, that's why I was never going to go back and work for Nick Saban. That's why he started saying, oh, y'all so call him the GOAT. It's easy to be the greatest when you get all the best players. See, Jimbo got some things up his sleeve that he ain't said yet. Yeah. I believe that. I want to hear it, too. I really do. He can't do it because th these two immediately after this whole back and forth, you know, Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, you know, he lit into these two. You got to think he lit into it because it's not the best look, I guess, for the conference. Sure, it's juicy for us, but, I mean, imagine how it looks on the SEC to have these coaches, you know, bickering back and forth. Um, I was listening to another podcast, uh, the Cover 3 podcast. Some people may be uh, familiar with it. It's college football related. They were kind of discussing it, and um, they talked about, you know, this kind of reminds them of when Nick Saban was getting frustrated with the mobile quarterbacks. You know, when Alabama, for a while, they were getting upset. He, uh, this hurry-up mobile quarterback offensive system, and he, he said this isn't really how the game should be played, but if y'all are going to play like this, I'm about to match it. Sure enough, he goes out and gets the mobile quarterbacks. 
perfects the offense, and, you know, that that really kind of pushed them. I'm afraid from looking at that how this is going to turn out now uh, because if he went and matched that, imagine what Alabama's going to do now or under Nick Saban now that, okay, this is how y'all want to play it. Bet. Let's do it. And, he, and they're about to start getting some money. It seemed to me in those videos that was dropping, he was asking these boosters to throw in a little bit more money so that he could do that same thing. And, man, if this starts getting to that point, you already got the brand behind it. You already got the coach behind it. If they get the money behind it, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. It really is. It is. And I, and, I, and I feel like Alabama has a lot of good opportunities. You know, they're able to sell a lot of different things because they can say, okay, they got national championships. They can say about uh, the success of their players going to the next level. Um, I think Alabama has all of that stuff in their favor, in my opinion. But I think a lot of people make this mistake in what they see. For me, from Saban's standpoint, I think the field is not leveled. Okay, you can no longer utilize that stuff anymore, um, in my opinion, to just get players. I think I think now since you have the NIL deals, the highest bidder get them. And let's be straight up honest. Let's just be honest. We saw the number one player in the country go to Jackson Jackson State. Does he ever go to Jackson State and it wasn't for NIL deals? I, Come on. I don't think so. I know you don't think so, but <laughs> Travis Hunter came back the very next day and he tweeted out, if I made all that money, then why is my mama living in a three-bedroom house with five kids or something like that? And, <laughs> some, and, and I was, you know, he, it may not be there now. The money may not be there now, but I think the money has been promised. Dude, dude, the money don't have to be there now. Imagine if he got that money over the span of four years. Yeah. Imagine if he got that money over the span of five years. A million dollars over the span of five. Heck, $500,000 over the over the span of four years is still a lot. So, look, it, especially in college, like, come on, bro. Bro, you can't, you can't fool what you already see. I just, in my honest opinion, I, I don't see a lot of these guys going to all these different places if it wasn't up, if it wasn't for – uh, NIL deals. I, I really don't. Like, for instance, that same player that went to Texas A&M, he potentially could have went to Alabama. All right? If it wasn't for A&M outpaying him, he probably probably would have been at Alabama. All right? I think that's yeah. what and that's why I think Saban is mad at I think the field is uh, a little bit leveled now. Because didn't, didn't, didn't we remember, was it not too long ago? Now, then I could be wrong. I could be misspeaking. But then Tua himself Move him and his whole family moved from Hawaii to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You telling me out of all the other 49 states in all of America, you moved to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Come on, Tyler. Come on, Tyler. Uh, Yeah, I saw saw, uh, Kobe tweeted something along those lines, or he retweeted something like something. I see his stuff pop up. It was something along those lines. I'm not going to go to those extents on him. I think think the Tagovailoa family, I I mean, I don't know much about them, but they seem like they're, you know, they they seem like they got a little cash on them now. I mean, bro, like, I, I really do think they do decent for themselves. Now, what I do notice and what sticks out like a sore thumb is when these, when these uh, recruits come out after signing with Alabama, posted up next to their new Dodge Charger or what have you. You know what I'm saying? Now, that one is much more obvious and plain to me than the, the than that. I don't know. I think you can make a case like, oh, you know, it ain't the biggest deal in the world that they moved here or whatever. But, you know, you can make a case for these cars and things like that that, that pop up. Um, yeah, NIL is getting crazy, man. Uh, rumor has it Archman is getting offered, I think, 
that I think I heard double digit millions uh, from Texas right now. So oh it looks like over ten million from Texas is what they're talking about, possibly mm-hmm. for him. From what I'm from what I'm hearing, it, what NIL is going to end up doing, it's going to make it easier to get players, but it's going to make it harder to keep players. That's what you got to keep in mind here. That's a good point. When That's people point. are all fair and good for making that money, but as soon as they start not having things go their way, boop, I'm out. You know, I'll go somewhere else where I sure I can make some money, but I can also be happy playing how much playing time I want to be played and things like that. It's gonna be like for now on, like the game is unchanged, dude. You're gonna have to re-recruit players. Like George has had to do it the past. I mean, shoot, look at look at Marius Mims. He yep. the portal went and uh, saw Florida State. He was already getting his NIL money or whatever, and he was already looking to go up because of the playing time issue, man. And it's it's going to be more and more common uh, for these these teams to try to retain these players. It's just going to be a big thing now. And I'm, and I'm just going to just straight up tell you, Tyler, you know, it, it, uh, from the beginning, I remember we had a show about what potentially could happen with the NIL deals. I think it was me, you, and Kobe. I think we all talked yeah. about it. And um, I'm not going to lie to you, I wasn't a big fan of it at the time. And I, and I am an advocate for college players getting paid. Money, yeah. I, I still don't think we found the correct way because this was always brought up. The star player is going to get paid much more than the guy, the red shirt freshman. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, and, it, and and you see this, you're like, okay, what's the balance? What, where's the where's the fairness? Where's the correct? I mean, obviously, now look, I'm going to be straight up on this. If if you're the star player on the team, I would I would expect for you to get paid a little bring bit more. Bringing the revenue, yeah, exactly. Bringing in the revenue, yeah. but but there is going to come to a point to where let's say you see the starting quarterback, like you just said, Arch Manning, he's making ten million, and your offensive lineman is struggling over here to be able to go to freaking dining hall. Yeah, I mean, you know, so that's it's going to cause some division. That's for sure. I like like the way Saban was kind of laying it out. Now, I did agree with this kind of like where he talked about NIL. Um, I didn't really necessarily agree with him or saying like only a couple. I think all of his players have gotten some to a certain extent. But um, he said something along the lines of the only people that have gotten NIL, the ones that have earned it kind of thing. I do kind of like the way that sounds like where you come in, you play. You kind of earn, and I, I like that thought. But the, what's what's happening is, it's becoming a thing where you're getting it right from the jump without even proving yourself. You're getting money, you know, coming in, coming out of high school. You're you're already getting this money. So I mean, what's there to prove? You're already making the money. So I mean, yeah, you, you know, you can just play whatever. I like the idea of earning that income. I think that is pretty good. But like you said, you know, there, there's there's like variables to it. There's moving parts. So you, you know, it's hard to find what the right way is to go about it. You know, it's unprecedented times. And, who, and who's to say that, you know, like a guy like at Jackson State, uh, Travis Hunter, who's to say that he's he gets there and he becomes the – if he ever gets drafted, you know, who say, who's to say that he even starts? Now, I, I do believe with being the number one player in the country, he's going to play that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just speaking yeah, in like – for sure. Who's to say that? I mean, with the other recruits Dion is bringing in – Who's to say that? Now, the thing is, I saw Dion get on Nick Saban's tail as well. He didn't let that thing slide because he know these guys know, Tyler. Like, these coaches are just keeping silent because they probably got some dirt on themselves. You know, I think they got some dirt on their own selves and they don't want to leak this stuff out. But I'm telling you, I, I know from just so much experience of myself that these guys are not playing for free. 
Like at the time before the NIL deals, players weren't getting paid. They just were getting paid in a different way. Yeah. But it was money. It was money. Now, now it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. We just, oh man, I got some spending money. It's not enough to be spending enough. And some of them were still struggling. But I feel like if you're playing at these top tier FBS school, obviously at Georgia, Alabama, you know, Texas, you're going to be get paid in a, in a lot better way. And I think you're going to be taken care of in a better way. I just think the players should be taken care of better, uh, better uh, instead of because I, I think sometimes if a player is struggling to eat, I think that's a problem. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I think that should be taken care of. I think a player should just, especially a football player, he should have almost like unlimited access to like different different types of food, especially at school, uh, something to just keep them nutrition up. But besides that, I mean. I mean, a lot of the players are utilizing the money for uh, self gains, you know, and like you said, cars and uh, clothes and stuff. I like, yes, I mean, I understand you want to. It's hard for you to be able to work when you got to play college football, so you can't work, so you can't make that money. Mm. So you got to find a way to bring in some type of revenues for your own self. But you know, it, it just that's why I said this all this nil deals is all over the place. But I used to hear a lot of Alabama fans talking about man. They thought the NRL did so bad. Alabama about to really show up. They think yeah, they can- yeah, yeah. Oh, we heard all that. I used to hear the transfer portal. Well, we're giving it to you. That's what I'm saying. We're about to give it to you. Exactly. Complaining. Now I'm hearing all this complaining. Like, come on, because it's not working in their favor. Oh, dang, Alabama! You ended up second in the recruiting class. Doggone it! We suck. Like. Y'all still are number two in the recruiting class. Like, don't don't yeah. sit. Yeah. They they're whining about small. They're whining too much. That that that's not that that with their look. Saban was whining. I see a lot of bunch of Alabama fans. They're whining. They're all whining too much. There's no reason to be sitting here whining when you sat here and dominated all these years. You're number two in the recruiting class. You just made it to the national championship last year. What is there to be whining about? On a, on a year that all y'all kept saying, well, this is not, this is one of our worst Alabama teams. What did this all to be whining about? Yeah, yeah, you're like making excuses and all this kind of stuff. Yes, it's like, it's it. We have to be now. Oh, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. It, it does. It's like entitled kind of thing. Oh, it could if Alabama fan want to come in here and talk, come on over here, man. I don't care who you are. Come on. Hey, send us a message. Hey, Get I'm on, on here. I'm on summer break after this week, bro. It's <laughs> gonna, we're going to be able to do a little bit more. We'll probably yes, get, get more people on. So we're, we're gonna get Kobe on the show. He's gonna be able to finish what he was gonna say on Paul Feinbaum. Don't <laughs> let him do that. Oh my god! I was gonna bring up, man. Like, could this mean the the end is coming potentially for for Nick Saban? Like, with this kind of like, does this kind of give you vibes of that? It does. That's exactly what. It, that's the vibes it gave me, Tyler. And I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to say because I mean it's been said before in years past, like yeah. it's about to be done. It's about to, you know, overtake him, all this kind of stuff. But it just kind of does seem like maybe he is pushing for at least that one more that he can end on a high note, kind of thing. It's uh, that's the vibe that people are getting, and and people have mentioned. What's it, saving age? I have a point. What is his age? He's uh what seventy? He's seventy. He's over. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm not seventy five. He's over seventy. Over 70, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in his 70s. Uh, then Joe Paterno, he coached to like 80 something, I believe, you know. So, you know, saving, saving, he looks healthy, he was good. Years. 70 years old. So he is uh, it's crazy this might, might sound, but he probably got another five years in him, five yeah. to six years in him. Yeah. So, um, you know, what Coach K just retired at what, like what, 74, 75 coaching basketball, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so. 
you know, he he basically spent his whole life coaching basketball. Yep, for coaching. So he just coached at 75. He just got done coaching at 75. So, you know, I think Saban say got a few more years in him. And, and, and I'm just going to be straight upon it. If I had to make a bet, is Alabama going to win a national title in another five to six years? Probably. probably. Yeah, probably will. Shoot, to be honest with you, this year, doggone. I mean, like, the team they done built up, I mean, shoot, they might. There's a couple of things, and we're not going to go down the wormhole of this. There's a couple of things that give me a little caution about them. I really do like the transfer additions they brought in, but what you got to look at is why do they need so many transfers? You know, like it kind of brings you to that point. Like if you're, if you're going out and getting multiple wide receivers, what's that saying about the receivers you got? If you're going out and getting a left tackle, what's that saying about the offensive lineman? Yeah. Like, it's just like, is this kind of, are you showing your cards a little bit? And it could be, and they brought in some good players. I still think they're going to be good. But it's just something to kind of look into a little bit. A um, couple other things I was going to bring up while we're here on it. The NCAA also passed a couple other things. Um, you can now go over – what what was it exactly? I think they said you can go over a certain number when it comes to scholarships now. And then they also said they're, they're going to – you can get rid of divisions if you'd like. You don't have to do SEC East, SEC West thing. And immediately after oh. that um, – the Pac-12 came out and said, we're done with divisions. Starting this year, we're done with divisions. They did it, like, immediately just about. What do you think about that? Oh, oh, man. I, well, I'm caught off guard. Um, dog. Uh, so, are they yeah. doing so they're doing conferences? This is like a super conference. Is there, there's no – It's just like there's no division within it. It's just yeah. a conference. No and so it's like, like it's like an it. It's like – like The winner of the East and winner of the West don't have to play each other. They're just going to do top two teams. Out of all of them, we'll play each other in the in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not against that. Well, I'm actually. I thought that, that was interesting uh, to think about. I'm trying to look up that NCAA scholarship thing. But what? Yeah. What? What? So you're not against it? How do you think that would play out for like a conference like the SEC? Well, that would be. Uh, you would have to probably have more. Um, wow. It, it, you have to the schedule has to be a little different. So you it'll probably so obviously you like you said there's no east there's no no west, but you'll probably have to mix it up a little bit more. So we'll so Georgia let's say for instance like Georgia will be playing more Arkansas, Texas A and M, LSU. You know about fifty fifty on both sides that were there. Uh, vice versa for any other team that was on the west. Uh, same as for the east. So you know just switch it up a little bit. Um, not playing an entire East schedule, um, playing about half West, half East. Um, and like you said, just get come out with the best two teams at the top. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that'll be interesting. It'll, it'll make all the – it'll make it that much harder. I mean, but you still got to have your annual games. I mean, obviously your Georgia-Floridas, your Bama-Tennessees, your Georgia-Auburns, you know. You know, you just got to have your annual the rivalry ones. But besides that mm-hmm. – Switch it up a little bit more. And you got to remember, a lot of these teams are getting better. Like I say, Arkansas is getting much better. Uh, Texas yeah. A&M will be right there. Um, heck, I mean, Kentucky be showing strides here and there. You know, they yeah. just had a solid season last year. So, you have to be mindful of a lot of those different teams, man. That would make everything interesting, especially with Texas and um, who else coming over? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Jesus. Uh, the other thing, what I was looking at, they, they're doing away with the 25 scholarship limit. For the next two years. So you still have to stay in the 85 scholarship use at a time, but you can throw out 
over 25 if you want now per class so you can bring in more and people were bringing in more but they were ha- they were having to kind of finagle their way through it like oh we're gonna make this guy a blue shirt we'll make this guy a black shirt we'll use this scholarship from this guy to go to him kind of thing they were having to kind of mix and match stuff to make it happen now they can just make it as simple as we'll just take away the scholarships from these now we can use it toward you know this upcoming class so that that's something that'll play a big part that i'm, I'm assuming that the the richer teams, if you will, of college football will look to take advantage of here. Um, any any last thoughts on NCAA before we move on to NBA? Oh no, man! Hey, I'm excited for the season. It makes everything interesting. Got us. Got to put definitely put a mark on the date for the A uh, and M and Bama game. That's gonna oh be my uh, God, yes, 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 yes. That that's a big thing now. Oh. Especially, especially if they come in there both undefeated. More than likely, Bama's gonna be undefeated. Uh, I look up Texas A and M schedule real fast, but. Uh, uh, more than likely, uh, if if A and M come in there undefeated as well, that'll be a must watch. Right that's going to be one of those uh, top tier games of the year. Uh, so they start the season off with Sam Houston to beat them, Appalachian State. Then they got Miami, Arkansas, and then at Mississippi State. So uh, they got a few. They got good opponents, you know. And then they have to win. They can win all of them. I see. I see them run off. Uh, what five and zero, four and zero, yeah, five and zero. So get, imagine going to Alabama, both five and zero, October eighth. Ooh, ooh, Lord, yeah, you talking about a good one? They'll be right. I see them going five and zero in those first five. Well, Arkansas, Arkansas would be one to watch, but it will be a tough game. That will be a tough. I can definitely see them winning. So yeah, five and zero each of them. That that makes for some must-watch television. So. Uh, man, let, let's shoot it on into NBA. Um, I've been having to – I haven't been talking too much because I haven't been able to – I haven't watched a whole lot of these games. I watched some of the game last night. These games, I don't know why they played the game at 9 o'clock yesterday. I wish they would have made that like a afternoon game on a Sunday. You know, I, I just don't understand the whole reason of making it a 9 o'clock game. I'm I to like an old man sometimes, dude. I got to go to bed. But uh, the Dallas Mavericks and Golden State Warriors series – your Warriors are up 3-0 now, man. So, I mean, t- you dive into this a little bit. I know you've been you've been talking some stuff in the group chat. Let the people know, man. Well, man, I've been saying – I mean, I said it the last last week. Uh, you know, just last week we talked about the map. We basically made out a few predictions, man. And um, I was um, very wrong. Uh, man, I'm telling you, man, it's like long as well. You had them six, I had it in seven. Yeah, I did, I did say Warriors in six, but uh, I don't see that happening at all. Uh, it could easily be four, and um, it attested to my point on reason why I did pick the Warriors. And there's nothing against the Mavs. I thought the Mavs would get a game. Uh, I did not. I actually, I mean, you have a chance technically. I mean, do you think they'll get a game? Do you think they'll get game four? I don't know, man. Uh, they're playing like they literally are playing like, like I said, I said Luca Dutch is going to get his. I said as long as the Warriors stop everybody else on defense, though they don't play any defense. No, they don't, don't play really good defense. Well, because they get fatigued, the ball has to go through Luca. He is the he is the offense, and if he is not going well, like I said, if he is having an off game. Which he hasn't had an off game, but as has been sometimes he throughout the game he goes in some really down like shooting spurts. That's when the war dude literally in that last game, there was a point where I think the Mavericks were up like I think they were up like nine. And then like it was only like two minutes left in the uh second quarter. And then they go on a 13 0 run. 
out of nowhere and take the lead. And you're like, good night, Lord. Like, they're able to turn it on just like that. Just like that. That quick, without even a, a thought. And I'm telling you, like, it's just the depth of the Warriors. They have so many pieces, man. They have so many guys playing really good. Um, I've been being able to peek at, peek at a lot of the different parts of the game. I mean, obviously, you got the, the core, Draymond, Clay, Curry. Obviously, you got the core. But the pool, the Jordan Poole, the Looney. Um, um, Looney's done more than I thought. Wiggins has done better than I thought he would. Wiggins, oh, my gosh, man. I mean, he is playing like the number one draft pick. You got to remember, he was the number one draft pick yeah. for Cleveland. He is playing that way now. I mean, these guys, I'm, the, you always going to have the core of the Warriors. As long as the Warriors have Draymond, Clay, and Curry at healthy, I don't see many people really being able to beat them. That's the reason why. That's why I love, uh, I, I argue this to the day I die. I look like people are going to argue with me back and forth. But that's the reason why I thought the 2016 finals for them wasn't always the best because they didn't have Draymond in game four. They didn't. And then, I'm sorry, uh, Game five to game five. They did have him in game five. And Curry was a little injured. And yes, they got him back in game six and game seven. Uh, for Draymond did. But, dude, that wasn't this, that core was not stable. It wasn't. When this team has been stable, as we have seen, they, were, they have not probably one of the best teams ever. Oh, yeah, like, they're, nice. one, they're probably the best court, not, not the best. Not, especially when you throw in KD. I mean, God Almighty. Yes. So when I think of like core guys, I think about like good top three guys. So now, yes, y'all can all obviously throw in Durant, Clay, and Curry, but to me, they 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 only played so small. MVPs. He, he did win those two final MVPs. Yes, Durant did. But when I think of like a core, I mean like from top to bottom. I'm thinking of like MJ, Scottie Pippen, and Rodman, or I'm thinking of. Tim Duncan, Ginobili, and Tony Parker, or Man, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, yeah, we go. Dude, that's a, that's a core to me. You know, you know, they ain't necessarily got all these super crazy stars. Now they're good players in their own right, but they're not all these crazy superstars. And I feel like that's what the Warriors got. They got their core, and they're able to put all these pieces around them. And I put out a text uh, in our group chat. I said, this Warriors team reminds me a lot like the Spurs organization. They're able to keep their core together and just consistently add the right pieces that fits their offense around them every time, and they're always going to be a threat. Yeah. I feel like as long as, as long as they're healthy. we got to always factor in the caveat because, I mean, we saw what happened last year. The team was just kind of banged up and just, you know, things went downhill. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely – you definitely have a great point, man, on, on the Warriors. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say on them before I give my take? Uh, man, and I love basically with my Mavs. I, I'm still love my Mavs, but I knew they weren't going to win, dude. I've been I have watched some of those Zero games. Defense. Zero defense. No defense, as I said, they ain't got good defense. And Awful. two, and it's all Luca. It's all Luca. I keep saying that. Then when he did a little off the bench, Brunson had his last little, game. Last game have such a trash like. Game, I, I don't know. Like their whole the whole, like I they, it was ugly to watch this past one. Like it was just nothing but chunking up threes, and then on the other end they would just let you like anytime the Warriors won, they could take it to the hole. They could drive in and just there's no defense down low to help them. No, exactly. Like, what in the world, man? I I don't know, man. It's just very piss poor basketball. Jason Kidd, I mean. Who knows? Maybe he can pull a rabbit out of a hat. Maybe he can get uh, one game in here next. Uh, maybe he can game plan, scheme something up to where it'll work. But 
the way these pieces are, I, I don't know. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. They did what they needed to do right at the trade deadline, like doing that Porzingis trade really kind of saved their season to the extent where they could make it this far. I think they'd be even worse right now if um, – like, imagine how bad they'd be – like, they wouldn't even probably be here, dude, if they still had Porzingis and they didn't have the other players. So, I mean, they did that right. But it's just like – I wonder who they're going to go and get to make this thing kind of work uh, to the to the best of its ability. Well, I'm just going to say this. I felt like the Suns' choke job was that much more of a choke job. It was. Um, I think the Suns were prohibitively, I think they were the better team. And I think this is a rare case, but because you got to remember, you play at seven games. So if you beat a team in a seven game series, you're that much, you're that, you are better than there is no one game where we are having football where sometimes the better team does lose. Yeah. I think we're in a rare case right here. I think the Suns were the better team and they just absolutely. Choked it. I think so it's a bit of a fluke. I think it's a bit of a fluke that Dallas made it past them, man. Because like if you if you go back to that game seven, the Suns were just ice cold. They could not hit anything. They could not hit anything. Like it didn't matter that the Mavericks had no defense because they couldn't hit anything. So do Chris I think going into the fourth quarter? Do I think the Suns would have done a better job against the Warriors? Yeah, I do. I think they definitely would have done a better job against the Warriors. I would definitely take that team right now over the Mavericks. I mean, mm-hmm. here I here I was last week saying, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really high on the Mavericks. I just thought they had just played so good. They just it's it's a vast contrast between it. And I, I think the psychological game, man, like they, they're the Warriors are in their head. They really are. I just I, – they don't, they don't even look right. They don't look at – they don't have any confidence to them. I mean, Doncic was talking mad crap, you know, against Phoenix, and now it's just like, what's he going to say? You know? like they're, they're, they're Experience, does experience does plays a factor as oh, well. Yeah. You know, experience yeah. plays a factor. Uh, this court, they got the right team, man. I, I Like I said, and – Heck, even Andre Iguodala's not even playing. You know, he's trying to get healthy. And I think they just save him for the finals, to be honest with you. I think he if plays. That, I mean, yeah, if they need him. If they need him, you're right. If yeah, they need man. him. We'll, you know. we'll, have to, we'll, we'll see how the rest of this plays. I think if I have to call it right now, game four in Dallas. It's hard for me to see Dallas get well. But then again. Luka doesn't get swept, man. I, I think they get one game. I think they get the one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Because look, insane, man. I'm it's a bad when you get swept like that. It really is. I'm gonna tell you this, man. In game two, in game two, dude, the Mavs played probably the best game oh, they could man. possibly play. They when it was up 19 points, they played the best game, dude. Like, uh, Bullock had 21, Brunson had 31, Luca had 42. Uh, Finney Smith had 10. I mean, these guys probably played the best basketball that, that they can possibly play. Wow. I mean, oh, my goodness. And then, like, they, they still lost. You know, it's like, God. You know, like, I don't know, man. This is, and like they said, this ain't the Suns, man. This is not the Suns. And that same thing I said, though. The Warriors have that, uh, if I get to your neck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put you away. They're, they're not going to. I understand everybody keep bringing up that three one comeback, but how often do you see anybody else come on the Warriors, come back on the Warriors at all? You know, besides the infamous comeback by LeBron, nobody comes back on the Warriors. That's like utilizing uh, what Eli did to come back on Tom Brady. You know, like how often do teams actually really come back on the no. top tier? It, it actually don't happen. You just remember a big moment when it did happen, but this don't happen often. When the Warriors got a lead like this, majority of the time they're gonna put you. 
Yeah. yeah. It, it would be crazy if they did blow this. It would be bad. Oh, it would be bad. <laughs> but I just, I mean, I w- would not bet on like the odds of that happening are extremely, 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 extremely low. Extremely yeah. low. So unless something really bad happens, Clay, or, you know, not really Clay, but if Curry goes down or like Draymond or something like that, then yeah, you, you got your Houston, you got a problem. But uh, otherwise, this one's getting closed out here soon. I'm, I got them winning game four. I think uh, Golden State closes out in game five. That's what I'm going to go with, so at home. So, all right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll discuss Celtics heat. All right, and we're back, and we're talking a little Celtics and heat action. As you guys know, I've been following the Celtics pretty heavily. Uh, This postseason, they've been the team that I've been backing, um, and I've been pretty adamant about it. Um, this season, this uh, this series so far, I mean, we're at two one. Uh, they split at Miami right now. Miami was able to get a game in Boston, which is no uh, easy task by any means. Um, they were able to endure Jimmy Butler getting out, going out of the game. Hero didn't really play much of a part, and he actually is going to be out tonight. We're recording this here on um, May twenty third, Monday. So, wow. yeah, no hero um, tonight. So, I mean, that no is- hero or Butler. Now Butler will be back, from what I understand. I, I, I was under the impression that um, that it won't be like a long term thing. I mean, unless we find out something here soon, I'll look that up as we're talking today, but or here in just a few minutes. But um, this game was wild. I don't know if you were able to catch much of Game Three. It was a freaking roller coaster. I had a blast watching it. It's just something about watching that Boston crowd, dude, and the way this team kind of takes on the personality of the city. Like Marcus Smart getting knocked out of the game goes back. They have to like carry this man off the floor and in the locker room and he comes here he comes you know the, the camera zooms in on him out in the hallway he's jogging through the whole crowd yeah you know they just scream <laughs> you know and that whole place lit up standing up standing ovation dude he gets back out in the game he busts his tail and knocks a three down man that happens tatum gets hurt something with his like shoulder or something he goes out of the game comes back same ordeal like this team is just tough man they they, they got balls they're they're so they're so tough. I love the way they played. They weren't able to pull this one out. They made it very close when this game was not close for most of them. They made this game very close there at the end, uh, but just could not pull it out. So um, a lot of turnovers there at the end. I do think Boston bounces back tonight. I think they tie this series at two two, especially with Hero out. That's going to play a key role. Um, but that's what I'm looking like. And actually, news just came through. Uh, Celtic center Robert Williams is likely to play in Game Four tonight. Um, that is a big deal because he tore their butts up the last time he played. So um, I think that's going to definitely play the key role here tonight. I got Boston pulling that one out, especially with that news. Yeah, I'm going to go with you again as well. I got Boston winning tonight, and I'm just going to straight up saying that we're going seven games with this series. But really? this ain't going to be like the Warriors and uh, Mavs. This is going seven games. Uh, I, I I don't – this this these teams are so back and forth to the point – I mean, look – we already seen both teams already still a game on each other's home court. So the, 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 the playing field of, you know, home court advantage in a way is already like slightly getting thrown out the window in a bit. It's all about the, the skill on the floor. And you already know these two teams are really tough back and forth defensively. It's all about who can hit their shots at the clutch times. And so far, Miami's have had those guys. And if they got Tyler Harrell out this week, I mean, uh, I mean tonight. And I, even though he did not have a good game last game, was four for fifteen, uh, only scored eight points, uh, open six from three. 
Um, it is going to be uh, crucial and uh, vital to have Jimmy Butler. But even Jimmy Butler last game only went three for eight. Uh, didn't hit, hit no. Yeah, he got knocked out. Uh, he didn't play the whole second half. Yeah, he only played 20 minutes in the uh, first in that game, and they yeah. still find a way to get the victory. So, as I'm sitting here saying, I mean, you're looking at a guy like this, and let's say if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, who's to say that Miami is still not as dangerous? Because that boy, Bam Adebayo, he is the real deal, and he is somebody you know we talked about when during the uh, the bubble uh, scene, the bubble season. I mean, when they was went to the finals with that time. He was a tough man then, being able to be down low, going against guys like Anthony Davis and all of that. And we saw a good part of that Heat team and how tough and uh, resilient they was against the Lakers. Uh, it's going to be hard to put these Heat away, man. It's going to be tough. Like, that's the that's the fear that I did have for the Celtics. Like, that game seven will be played in Miami. And I remember those Miami game sevens, especially when they had uh, LeBron and all those boys. You know, you got to remember – when they played all those games in the bubble when they went to the finals, they didn't have that opportunity to have that crowd behind them. Now, they're going to have this crowd behind them now. And, boy, uh, Miami, whew, playing them in a seven-game series at home, it's game seven. If it gets to that point, I, I do really do believe. But yeah. if it gets to that point, Miami at home, boy. And that's, you, you, you had this series going seven before it. So, I mean, who – who would you have winning it? Are you, do you have, didn't you have Miami or did you have Boston in seven? Which one? I did have Boston. I had Boston in seven, man. But man, it's, really? it, I'm, I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay with it. It's going to be hard. And, and that's why it's going to be, heck, regardless of either one of these teams, I'm be, now they are beating up on each other. So they both, <laughs> they might make it to the finals a little beat up anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard for whoever they, whoever, whatever team has to play the Warriors. It's going to be, it's going to be like, it's going to be hard for the Warriors. To be either one of these teams, it's not going to be no give me. I mean, these two teams yeah, got these really. These teams aren't just going to let you drive in the hole and get whatever you no, want in the basket. No, they're not. <laughs> no. Uh, tough for me. You know, this is going to be this is going to be really tough. I mean, uh, this is going to be one of those really close series. I, I'm excited. I would love to see a Warriors Heat series or a Warriors Celtics series. Yeah, um, that, that would be really that would be fun. Uh, there will be some fun games, man, because you got some dogs on both sides, bro. You got some dogs on both sides. I'm, I'm already, like, happy thinking about it. I'm going to be sure to watch it all. I'm going to be watching the full length of those games. But uh, it's going to be pumped. I'm gonna, I'm excited. But I, I got the Celtics winning tonight as we're recording this on Monday. Um, but I still taking my, I'm taking the Celtics in six. I mean, sorry, Celtics in seven. Celtics yeah. I'm going to go with what you just said, Celtics in six. I mean, I, that's what I guess before this. I think they take the next three. I think they um, – <laughs> I hope they don't. I mean, if they can stay healthy, I mean, I do think that's going to happen. I, um, I just, I just think they're going to get it done. I mean, um, that the Heat have been playing good, and Victor Oladipo, he played a really key role this past time with his defense, the way he played. I just, I just trust, I trust these the Celtics team, man. I really do. I think they're going to pull out the next three. I think they're going to pull it out, and I like their chances against Golden State. I, I don't think Golden State. I mean, the Grizzlies gave them fits with um, with their physical play. What do you think? What do you think Boston's going to do? You know, um, if they play the Heat, I got Golden State winning that one easily. If they got if they play the Celtics, I think the Celtics can win that one. I think they'll actually make it a close one. So I, I hope it's the Celtics that move on. Uh, but I got them tonight for sure. So um, who would you take in a Golden State Boston series or a Golden State Miami series? Well, I've said it from the beginning uh, of the playoffs. Uh, I'm taking the Warriors to win it all. 
I, I, I literally said, you, say that. I, you have to remember, and I still stand by this, like Steve Kerr, when he's had this team healthy, he has never not missed the finals. Uh, he has always been there. That that pedigree, that um, that uh, experience, that's just going to come into play so much uh, for the Warriors. Now, yes, Miami has been there. I mean, the Celtics have been to the Eastern Conference Finals I don't know how many times with these boys. So they're, they're experiencing the playoffs. You know, I know the finals is different. Uh, but, I mean, their experience in the playoffs is going to still be able to play a factor for them. So it's still going to be able to help. But I feel like the Warriors just being on that level, uh, they know how it felt being up 3-1. They know how it felt playing the Raptors, even without their healthy – they still almost made it to a game seven. You know, they still almost got to a game seven, even without being healthy against those Raptors. So, you know, they even – and if anybody don't remember, you got to remember, they went into Toronto and stole a game, you know, being unhealthy. So – Look, I, I, it's hard for me to go against these Warriors right now, man. Curry, I think he's on a mission on trying to get that finals MVP. And then we'll be having a real discussion, man, on like, look, look, <laughs> it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make some things different because I'm already seeing a lot of things talking about a lot of people are ready to put Curry over Durant in a way. And I, I can, I can, I can, all time list, I mean, I can see that. I mean, I can see that a little bit, you know. I'm not, I'm not uh, too. Yeah, you know? yeah, him, him finally getting a Finals MVP would would be a big deal for him because that's, that's like one of the biggest stains on his like whole portfolio. You know, his his whole profile is. Like, he was strong because Andre Iguodala should never won it. So I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what nobody say. You look I, at. Well, the, I mean, I don't know how. The, I mean, you tell me how he won, and I don't know. I mean, he 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 held LeBron to all those numbers, you know. I mean, yeah, congratulations! You held LeBron to thirty nine points. He didn't hit forty. Good lord! I wasn't able to watch that finals really. I'm I'm I was um I was out of town that whole weekend. Didn't really have access to TV at that time, so I didn't get to really catch that one. I'm glad I kind of didn't, but um, <laughs> you know, Iguodala winning that in, that finals MVP, and then Durant winning those two, which he did deserve. You know, there was there was one point in that second championship that you could have made, made a case for Curry. You, you could have, have Curry, but um, but Durant had the he did have more that he did. So um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't disagree with with any of them for the most part. Now you you can make a case, I guess, for the Iguodala. I didn't really get to watch it, so I I can't really speak too much on it. But that would be key for Curry's legacy. Um, you can make a good case that he could be over KD because I mean that's he'll have two more championships than him he'll finally have that finals mvp um this would be like a yeah i can do it without you like championship so yeah i agree man it's it should be a good one i got the celtics winning if they make it i got the warriors winning if the heat make it that's what i got yeah and you also have to look at like i'm looking at i'm, I'm already seeing the arguments between if he would he be considered the greatest point guard of all time over magic johnson and yeah, that's still hard. That's still hard. That's still hard. I mean, he's a he's a good he's a great player, obviously. But if we're gonna go like all time, if we're gonna go point guard, nah, I wouldn't be able to put him there. Now, best like shooter, yeah, yeah, obviously. But he's the best shooter all time. Question. He don't even point he don't even really run point for Golden State. Technically, that is his position. But this dude doing a ton of off ball stuff. Yeah, like, he does so, a lot of off. He's I mean, not the greatest point guard ever. The greatest point guard, 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 guard,
That's right. That's like when they was trying to uh, do Allen Iverson. Talking that uh, Jokic is a power forward. That Joker ain't a power forward. You know, like when they're doing all NBA teams or, you know, like he, you know, he's a center, but he runs, you know, he does, you know, pretty much run that offense. But he run that offense, yeah. So, they're like, they're like Dirk was a power forward and center. That man played on the outside so much. <laughs> now, yeah. He did play on the inside a little bit. Obviously, his fadeaway was that notorious. Fadeaway was dirty. Yeah. Uh, his fadeaway was notorious. But he he shot – once he got his three-point game together, he started shooting all those threes on the outside. <laughs> Dirk, yeah. he, he really, like, showed, like, the big man being able to shoot away from the outside, and that was big. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be some good good games. So let's see what the Mavs can do. Can they steal a game? If not, I think that also plays another factor, allowing the Warriors to get some rest. Healthy, you yeah. know, sleep, you be healthy, get time, allow Otto Porter Jr. to get healthy. Uh, you got a little dinged up. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's gonna be a great series. We'll see what happens tonight too. So, um, man, fun stuff to follow. Any last thing you want to discuss here before we break it down? Uh, no, man. I'm hey, got some good games going on. I'm excited. I cannot wait. Uh, you know, some more UFC cars will be coming on the up, up rising. Uh, you know, we got the June uh, 11th or yeah, June 11th car. You know, Joanna, uh, we're going to win uh, Zhang Wei Lee, uh, Glover Tixier against Yeri. Um, eventually I, it's got signed. I don't know when that's fine. I think it's oh, yeah, in July, you got uh, Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier. Uh, there's a lot of other fights on that card as well. I can't currently yeah, think it's a stack of card them right now. That card, so yeah. Good, good. Well, that, well, guys, thank you so much for listening in. Continue to listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located. You can find us in the description of this podcast. You will see our, our link tree link. If you click on that, there's many ways you can support the show. The very top tab is support. Uh, that's like financially. You could uh, donate um, as little as 99 cents a month or up to 9.99. The other tabs show you our, our social media profiles. Feel free to go on those. Give us a give us a follow. Give us a subscription. Give us a like, a share, a retweet. Any of these ways uh, really help us out. So continue to show that support. We'll continue to come back to you week after week, pumping out this these uh, sports takes. So thank you so much, and as always, we'll see you next time. Boom boom.